Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Shock of Reality, the podcast devoted to discussing the topics and facts that everyone really cares about with no fear. Featuring your host, the voice of the Seaport, DJ SAV, and the superstar of the future, musician and intellectual giant, Mr. Alvin Smalls. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, email us at theshockofreality at yahoo.com. That's D-A-S-H-O-C-K-O-F-R-E-A-L-I-T-Y, all one word with no spaces. Topic to this podcast. You can follow us on Instagram under the same heading. So now, let's get popping on the topic of today. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is DJ SAV. Unfortunately, Mr. Alvin Small could not be here this evening. He had a prior engagement, which was very important. And so we wish him uh, good luck on his endeavor. And he'll be back here next podcast. This show is uh, being sponsored by, once again, Raw Ingredients. A hip sushi restaurant open Tuesday through Saturday from 12 noon to 9 p.m. Dine in or take out, come in and see Ian and the crew as they take you on a culinary journey of a lifetime. An authentic experience where you can do things traditionally or just get right into it with both hands. Located at 18 C 16th Street on Tybee Island, highly accessible with friendly and knowledgeable staff who cater to everything to make your feast extraordinary or continuing everything you want and know about sushi. So if you are out and looking not just for a great light lunch, but a succulent and savory food experience, and come out the raw ingredients. So stop by and come roll with us. <clears throat> and ladies and gentlemen, you know, once again, shouts out to Ian and the fellas. They uh, they really get behind this podcast, and I'm really appreciative of them for that. I also want to take the time to let everyone know that tomorrow is a very important election. If you have not voted in the past, you need to make sure that you vote. But I don't want you just to do it just because somebody else tells you to. If you are not knowledgeable about the folks who are up for these positions, take some time tonight instead of watching that extra TV show, instead of playing that extra game of Madden. Take the time and educate yourselves as much as possible before you make that life-altering decision. Um, only negative thing I have to say is I wish that these politicians could do their job and, and win these positions without bringing up so much negativity. It's our job as voters, as the people who are putting these other people in power, to let ourselves know what these people have done, what they could do, and what they're capable of. I, I don't know if I can trust another individual who's trying to make themselves look better by bringing up the negativity that the person that they're running against has done. After all, like he says in the Bible, let he who is without sin cast the first stone. And I don't think any of us have totally clean hands. But, you know, once again, if you get a chance to, please make a, a way to go out and vote. This is very important to all of us. <clears throat> Today's show is called Blueprint of a Man. And I'm doing this show for a couple of reasons. Number one, from personal experience. Number two, because we do so much when it comes to 
men and relationships and responsibilities <clears throat> that I, I think that as single-minded as the men of the species are, we tend to take that as that's what we're supposed to do. And that's not the case. Um, because if that was the case, then I, I should be a deadbeat. I should be a womanizer. I should be a drunk. Because the men from whom I'm descended, they done, they did these things. You know, um, my father left when I was extremely young, which is why it's so important for me with my children. Um, anytime that I've not been able to see and do for my children or not been able to have a relationship, it was through no fault of mine. I went above and beyond, not only in my eyes, but in the eyes of other people on the outside looking in, <clears throat> trying to earn that title of father or daddy, whatever you want to call it. Um, to the point where these people argued at me for constantly banging my head against the wall, trying to make a way when there was no way. And, you know, like I would tell them, it's just not in me to give up on family, you know, especially when the, the family that have come into this world because of what I've done. <clears throat> Um, I see a lot of stuff in the news. I've seen it personally being in the court system. I see it in TV and movies where you've got these men who are portrayed as deadbeats or womanizers. And don't get me wrong, I know that those guys do exist. Hell, I've been friends with guys like that. You know, you know what I'm saying? And subsequently friendships have ended because I'm not good with that. I'm not, you know what I'm saying? There have been years where I've gone a year to two years without buying myself a new pair of shoes just to be able to make sure that I had the money to do for my children. Um, only to be ridiculed by the other part of that equation because I couldn't afford Jordans, I couldn't afford uh, other name brand items. You know, I got good clothes, I got, you know, brand new clothes, I got clothes that were sturdy that, you know, my children look good in, but because they didn't have that name tag, I was portrayed as uh, a sorry sap sucking son of a you know what, is what I remember being called a lot of the times. Um, <clears throat> while all the time I'm walking around with shoes with holes in them, with underwear that the elastic is gone, um, going to the point where I've only got three or four pair of pants and I've got to wash clothes every week because if not, then I'm going to be wearing the same thing over and over again. You know, this wasn't, and, and I didn't do this stuff to get pat on the back. I did it because I would rather my children have what they needed and be comfortable and not be subjected to any sort of 
verbal barrage by other people <clears throat> trying to make them feel bad, you know, because they were, and even since they still are my world, um, I remember uh, when I was younger that I went to go pick up one of my kids for a visit. And as I got to the door and, and my little girl was maybe two, maybe, uh, and it was about 60 degrees outside. And her mother brought her to the door with nothing but her diaper and her socks on. And I was like, you know, what's going on? Why isn't she dressed? She said, oh, you, you didn't bring any clothes for her? You, you know, well, you're not taking anything of mine. And the funny thing about it was a lot of the clothes that she had there was clothes that I paid for. But, you know, I was like, are you you really going to do this? I said, fine, I'll be back. I'll go get her something to wear. And her response was, if you don't take her now, you won't get her. So I had to take off my shirt, wrap my baby in it, and drive to a family dollar to be ridiculed by the women inside because my child didn't have any clothes on. Now, have to explain it and what went on. Then all of a sudden, they were like, oh, poor baby, poor man. And I was like, no, you, I, I don't need that from you. You you automatically assumed that I was just this piece of crap who didn't give a, a damn about their kid. I'm running around here buying stuff, you know what I'm saying? And it wasn't just the clothes. I had to get diapers. I had to get wipes, you know what I'm saying? Because I assumed that she was going to be a good mother and have the things that I paid child support for, for my daughter to enjoy her time with her father. That wasn't the case, you know, and that was only one of many things that happened. I remember getting a call about my daughter being hungry. Cool, got up, when they got her something to eat. My daughter was standing on the porch, she was happy to see her daddy. You know, I gave her a happy meal. Before she could get it good, her mama took it and slung it into the garbage can. And I'm like, what's your problem? She like, I said, we were hungry. If I don't eat, she don't eat. And I don't want no McDonald's. I want such and such. So I literally had to go and and buy this woman something to eat so that my daughter could eat. You, you know, and, and, and I'm like, wow, really? I remember nights where I ate ramen noodles or I didn't eat at all because I wanted to make sure that my children had enough to be full. And I, and I mean, you would literally take good food out of a child's hand and throw it away. I'm like, who raised you? You know, but we as men, we get all of this, this, this stuff. Um, and, and I'm not trying to toot the horn of the men who do their job. The thing about those of us who do what we're supposed to do, we don't look to, for adulation. We don't look to be pat on the back. You know, we get that whenever our kids have a full belly, they're warm, they're dry, they're clean, or even when they smile at us. You know, that, that, that's what we do, what we do for. That's what real men do, what they do for.
You know what I'm saying? We're not trying to... We don't try to be Superman. But when we do what we're supposed to do and we do it for the right reasons, that S appears on our chest and our kids' eyes. And and that means the world. Um, another thing. I want to applaud these men out here who raise children that are not theirs and let, let me let me let me uh let me clarify what i mean you're with somebody child is conceived baby is born you raise that child you love that child you take care of them you protect them you nurture them only to one day be in an argument and the person tells you this is not your child real man doesn't care another thing all of you fathers and mothers out there turning your child against a new significant other with your ex-spouse for no reason that's petty that's childish and that's detrimental to your child a real parent doesn't have to interject and stomp their feet and beat their chest and say, I'm daddy, I'm mama, if they're doing what they're supposed to do. Now, making sure this new significant other knows that there are limits and boundaries, that's cool. But if you are a real parent, if you're a real adult, if you're a real man, if you're a real woman, you don't automatically hate somebody because they're with someone that you no longer are with or you no longer wanted to be with. <clears throat> you don't do that. Once again, who raised you? One thing that I've never, ever worried about was my kids not knowing, even through all of the hardship and the tri trials and tribulations, they always knew who their father was. Because it was paramount for me to do the things that a father was supposed to do. I was subjected to one of the most heinous things that can happen to any man. For years, I raised a beautiful child. Loved her, fed her everywhere I went. I took her with me. It was so much joy. Party training, changing her diapers, fixing her bottle, watching her take her first steps. Only to be informed when I was no longer useful to her mother that she was not mine. And the fear of every day that goes by this child starting to forget me and how much love I have for them is torture. But at the same time, the man that I am, whenever there's an opportunity to see her or do for her, 
I take it. Because my whole thing is this. When she was a baby living with me, when her mother was gone overnight and over weekends and she was with me, where was her biological? I mean, because apparently it didn't mean anything to him because there is no way in hell my infant daughter would not see me on the regular, especially if she was living in the house with another man because that person needed to know, hey, I'm her father. So you need to know that she has me. You, you, you know what I'm saying? Um, it, it, it was quite possibly the most painful thing that ever happened to me. And I was distraught. But at the same time, I never let her see this. I never let her know this. Because whenever I had time with her, it was joy. It was love. I just had a birthday yesterday. And even though I didn't get to see her, she called me and said, happy birthday, daddy. And that meant so much to me. Ladies and gentlemen, you've got people who really, really care about how they're perceived. Maybe not to the adults, but to the children because they see how we act, we respond, we grow. And they're going to have to form their sense of self from what they're subjected to by us. Another thing, you know, um, I don't like men who put their hands on a woman in anger or try to be dominating or because they're not confident enough in their self-worth as a man to earn the love and devotion of this woman every day. See, once you get someone, gentlemen, that's not the end of it. Until the day you say I do, and even beyond that, every day you need to earn another day to say I love you. And if you're not able to, be man enough to walk away and let that person find their happily ever after. I think men who beat on women, especially because they don't have enough confidence in themselves to be with them, need to be beaten with an inch of their life. How can you do something like that? When you have a mother, you have a sister, a aunt, a grandmother, a daughter, a niece, a cousin. How would you feel if somebody did that to someone you love? It's, it's ridiculous. 
you're not a man if you have to raise your hand in anger. You're not. I've been subjected to physicality from a woman, verbal disparaging remarks, even threatening to take my children away. But no matter what, I never raised my hand because that was a slippery slope. Because once you go down it, it's so hard. It's like the minute that you kill somebody, you can't take that back. The minute you hit somebody in anger, the minute you strike someone you supposedly love, there's no taking that back. You, you have to realize. Use your words. Express how you feel. Take the time to sit down and talk about it. Come to some kind of agreement. If you're not sure what you're doing wrong, ask. If you're not sure what makes the person you love happy, ask. Stupidity is a disease that can be cured with knowledge. Failure shows you what not to do next time. Take the time to learn and listen. To put into action a plan for success. There are so many women who walk around here with black eyes and busted lips, bruises, and scars. And when I see that, I'm like, well, not only is the man this person with not a man, but apparently her father, her brothers, her cousins, her uncles, her male friends, apparently they hump, their hearts pump pudding as well. Because there's no way any female relative of mine would go through something like that without me saying something. And saying something or responding in a manner which this individual will understand. And understand it clearly. That now when I leave, it's in your best interest not to think that you're going to retaliate. Because I'll find out one way or the other and it won't be good for you that's the thing I'm talking about people just don't understand you know there are consequences to taking a shortcut to doing things the wrong way but there's nothing but success if you stand up like a man you think like a man you act like a man you carry yourself like a man that's what you're supposed to do. When I was younger, my mother married uh, this guy. And my mother was significantly younger than him. I'd say she was at least 10... Of 14 years younger than him but she was 26 and I want to say he was about 40 
but she fell for him. They got married. I was young. You know what I'm saying? I I didn't have a father. Um, the only father I had was my grandfather. And I hated him because when he married my mother, that took me away from the home where I was used to. Well, I saw my grandfather every day. I saw my grandmother. That's what I was used to. And, you know, and then I was relegated to only seeing them on the weekends, which I, I hated him for a long time. But then, you know, slowly but surely things got better and worked out. But then he started drinking and hitting on my mother and whatnot. And that just opened up a whole new can of worms for me as I got older and I saw it more and more I started to verbally challenge him you know he, he physically uh, imposed his will on me you know I was scared to say anything to my grandfather because I was worried he'd hurt my mother you know She'd get hit, we'd leave. But all of a sudden, I'd come home from school and she's like, we're going home. And that went on for years and years until I was an adult. Um, it kind of made me wonder what kind of man he was because as I got older and became an adult, he was thus inclined to get flipped out of his mouth with me or physical with my mother. But I'd be less of a man if I didn't sit here and say that he did live up to the hype of what a man is in other uh, places. You know, he provided for my mother and I. He made sure that I had health insurance. Um, he worried about my schoolwork my education it's just like the things canceled each other out because I didn't know which was the real man was it the drunk woman beater or was it the attentive father figure who went to work sick or not asking about my homework so on and so forth I, I just I, I don't know and he's passed on now so I, I don't want to speak ill of him because he did do a lot of things for me. I just wish he could have done it without having those other things happen as well. Every little boy needs someone that looks like him to look up to. It is so much better for the self-esteem if that someone is someone who's related to you. Now, unfortunately, that wasn't the case for me. My grandfather, which I did not find this out until after he passed away, was not biologically my grandfather, but he'd been there 
from what I understand since before I was born. He never showed me anything but love. He protected me fiercely. He taught me things that a man should teach a young man as he grows. Um, he loved unconditionally. I was never his step-grandson. I was his grandson. Uh, I remember being a kid and going to school. And uh, I looked out the door, out the window, and there was my grandfather working on the building of the school I was at. And you could just imagine my surprise to see my grandfather. And I was like, my teacher was like, well, what's the matter with you? Where are you sponsoring? I was like, then my grandfather's outside. And she was like, she she could see in my eyes how much he meant to me. So she said, well, do you want to go say hey to your grandfather? I was like, can I? And so I went and I hugged my grandfather. I was probably in about third grade right now. And uh, yeah, it was it was wonderful. You know, he was happy to see me. I was happy to see him. He told me why he was up there and he actually had lunch with me, which was awesome. And uh, well, yeah, my grandfather taught me what it was to be a man. He is the blueprint by which I try to base everything I do on. He um he was awesome. But even with that being said, my grandfather was human, so there's some things that he done that I found questionable. But he was he was never mean or vicious. He never hit my mother or my grandmother. He drank but he drank in moderation. He never was out of control. He never was out of work. You know, so it was easy to pattern my life after him. Um, it hurt when he died. And even to this day, he died when I was in eighth grade. Right before I got out of eighth grade. So we're talking 13 years old, 14 years old. I am 46 now. That was 32 years ago. And even now, I'm pretty sure you can hear the tears welling up in my eyes. As I think about him, and I can still see his face clearly, 32 years later. In the short time I had him, he taught me about being a man. Going back to when my mother and my stepfather would fight, and he would hit her. My stepfather... You could tell who was the the king of the jungle when my grandfather came to get my mother and me. He would knock on the door. He would never raise his voice. He would come and he would say, get the baby, get your stuff, let's go. 
and he would stand there and he would look at my stepfather who was significantly younger than my grandfather. But when you've got that aura about you, you know, my grandfather never worried about him jumping, never worried about him saying something outside itself. So he felt no need to engage him verbally. I never felt that safe in my life other than when I was with my grandfather. If you would ask me about him, I would say, no disrespect to Jesus. He can walk on water, raise the dead, and turn water to wine. That's how he was in my eyes. I remember when he died that I said that I was going to be the kind of man that he could be proud of. And while I think I've done a lot that he would be proud of, I think I've fallen short just being human. But every day that I'm alive, it gives me a chance to garner his adulation and his favor. Even though he's not with us physically, I know he's here spiritually. I guess basically what I'm saying is, gentlemen of the world, we have got to do better. We have a reason to do better, and it's because it benefits us all. I love being a father. You with all of the pain that I've gone through, I love being a father. If somebody asked me what was my happiest memory, my youngest son was about 13. My oldest daughter was about 10. My baby girl was about four. I would get up, I would put them on the bus, I would give them their stuff, make sure they were ready. I would drop my littlest one off to daycare, go to work, get back home, pick them up from the bus stop, pick my daughter up from daycare. We'd have dinner, we'd do homework, we'd have our time together. It was just the most beautiful thing in the world. I've never been happier than I was when they were younger and I was responsible for everything. I have a video of my children on Christmas. My son and I are sitting on the couch. My daughters are in their pajamas. And they're playing the Michael Jackson experience on the Wii. And the most beautiful thing was my little four-year-old darling. She didn't have the controller, but she was dancing her butt off with her big sister. 
And all of a sudden, during the breakdown of the song, she just started shaking her little hips and throwing her hands in the air. And she just ran down the hall for no reason. It was the cutest thing in the world. That is such a dear, sweet memory to me. It made me feel like all my validation was right there for being a father, for being a man, a protector and a provider. It made me feel like I was on the right track. What we seem to fail to realize is being a man is a wonderful thing. Women, being a woman, being a mother, a nurturer, is a wonderful thing. We can't blame our children for the state that they're in now. It's our fault. Because somewhere, somehow, the blueprints of what we're supposed to do and how we're supposed to be has been smudged. We can't read them anymore. And the funny thing about it is a lot of people are okay with that. I'm not. Gentlemen and ladies, it's not too late. Remember what your parents did. Remember what your grandparents did. If you're blessed enough to have them for any amount of time, what your great-grandparents did. You understand me? We can make things better for our children. We don't have to show them the darker side of who we are and what we do. We can be, do as I do and not do as I say. I'm making a pledge right now to make myself better, to take the time to sit down and look at my blueprints and make changes where they need to be made. I love being a father. I love being a son. I love being a grandson, an uncle, whatever. I am a man that will stand on his own two feet to do what's right. I ask for forgiveness for the mistakes I've made, for any transgressions. But I can't dwell on the past. And I know that I have been diligently trying to make sure that I do the right thing. For my failures, I am totally wholly apologetic for them. But to do the wrong thing was not my intention ever. If I've ever let my anger get the best of me through how I become petty, I apologize. That's not something that I wanted to do. That's not something that I plan on doing going forward. I just, I think I just need time to grow even at this point in my life. My, my children, they have been my foundation.
but now they're getting older and I need to prove to myself that I've got a foundation of my own that's based on what I was taught what I was shown and groomed even if it was the wrong stuff I need to be able to say as a man hey I'm not going to do that it's not beneficial to anybody and I can't be a part of it we need to say we're not going to objectify females we're not going to make our offspring feel like they're pawns in a chess game commodities to be traded like stocks we need to make sure that they know that no matter what I am your father, I am your husband, I am your son, I am your uncle, I am your cousin. Whatever I am to you, I will be the best I can be. And if I fall down, I promise you I'll pick myself up, dust myself off, and try it again until I get it right. I'm not going to tell you it's going to be a quick process. But it's a process where I can learn to get better from. To all you men out there that have children who you're struggling to get to see, no matter what, do what you're supposed to do. No matter if you're ridiculed, if you're lied on, handle things the right way. Find somebody to talk to. It's worth it in the end. I would take slashes across my back with a whip to be able to do what I needed to do for my children. You have to be willing to sacrifice to do the right thing. You have to be able to take solace in the fact that you did the right thing. Nobody's going to give you an award for it. Because doing that, being a man providing for, that is a reward that can never be taken away from you. Ladies, for all of you that have been subjected to these little boys, these infantile individuals, I'm sorry. On behalf of my gender. But what I want you to know is there's always an exit. There's always a door. There is someone there out there for you that will treat you. And I'm not going to say queen because that's so stereotyped. Will treat you like the individual and the human being that you are. Because you mean that much to them. So basically what I'm saying to you right now is this. If you have a family, if you have children... If you have someone that's no longer your significant other, but you have children with them, take the time to try to do something together as adults to benefit the next generation. Sometimes you have to be humble and bend your back to raise yourself up. I mean, it's really just that simple. Um, it's, it's worth it. It truly, truly is. I mean, I feel that way. And hopefully you'll feel that way too. All right, well, ladies and gentlemen,
like we're just about out of time. We presented you with the truth and documented facts. So now it's up to you what you decide to do with them. Remember, new shows posted every Monday by 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Don't forget to send your comments to us by email to the shock of reality at yahoo.com. That's D A S H O C K O F R E A L I T Y. All one word with no spaces. Subject podcast. Also follow us on Instagram under the same heading. Shouts out once again to Raw Ingredients. Please don't forget to vote. It doesn't matter who you vote for as long as you make an educated vote. Podcasts are available on Anchor FM as well as Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Just search the name of the show. This has been your host, DJ SAB. Shouts out to Adam Small. In closing, if I said anything you don't agree with, all you have to do is prove me wrong. Peace.